You got your coffee? I do, I do, I do. How about you? I was about to say rude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've got my coffee. Okay, yeah, that I had to make for you because you slacked off, you slacker, slacker face. Look, the animals <laughs> on my island needed me. Apparently. It is a big responsibility. Apparently. Being the resident services <laughs> manager. <laughs> the services manager. I don't remember what it's called. <laughs> The person on my island, okay? <laughs> the dictator of your island. <laughs> I really should have, instead of naming it Sweet Bay, I should have named it Nikki's Dictatorship. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> oh, is it benign? Probably not. I'm uh, planning on invading someone. Uh, soon? I don't think that the game will allow me to do this. Is, we're talking about Animal Crossing, oh. by the way. <laughs> For anyone who's like, what the fuck podcast am I listening to? <laughs> Welcome back to Yeah, That Happened. <laughs> it's been a while and we don't know what we're doing. The podcast where crazy people talk about crazy things that actually happen. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> like Animal Crossings. <laughs> I'm Nikki and I'm obsessed with Animal Crossing. <laughs> and I'm Joyce and I dearly love making fun of her. <laughs> you have got something that happened. Oh, Dear God, yes, I do. Someone sent me a, a, a puzzle. It's so exciting. It's so nice. We got our first, like, mail from someone. Yes. It's so cool. And and instead of it being an envelope full of money, it was... If anyone wants to send us that, we are taking... <laughs> contributions, yes. Donations. Yeah, they'll probably have to fund my psychiatric treatment after trying to do this oh my puzzle. God, this puzzle looks it is... insane. God, it's evil. <laughs> it's so evil. But you are a masochist, and so you're going to love this. Yeah, I know. I mean, I got it, and I looked at it and went, oh, my God, this is horrible. You would have gone, nope, and then you would have turned around and been like, mm, I'll, just I, I, I'll just do I'll just, a little bit. I'll just look at it and see what I think. See yeah. if I can figure it out. And that honest, I... that honest to God is what happened. I have it sitting on my dining table right now, uh-huh. and my husband keeps walking by it, looking at it, going, uh-huh. You're going to have fun. Um, do I need to pick He's up some more ibuprofen? so much time to play Zelda. Oh, and he is. He, he is thoroughly. <laughs> so this is a twofer, actually. It was a gift for both so of us. thank you so much, Kat. That was, like, the <laughs> nicest thing you could have done. Well, yeah, that and, and the address of a... It was the nicest, a, meanest <laughs> thing you yeah, could have done. That and the address of a good psychiatrist. <laughs> <laughs> Because, man, I'm telling you. I, I, if, like, Talkspace wants to sponsor me, no, I've got a customer for you. I do not mother. think there's enough space in Talkspace for this. Because, I mean... I, it's like, it's Dalmatians, isn't it? And but it's, it's two-sided. Double-sided. Yes. I can't wait to come over and And there's the only, like, 500 pieces in this thing. but And it actually says on the box, but it... but. It plays like four thousand two hundred and thirty nine, and I was yeah, like, "Yeah, probably. I can see how." Uh, I can see that. Yeah, so yeah, I, I think that that, that, that I'm you. Oh, yeah. I'm, also, do you know what else I realized um, this morning? Hmm. We're a year old. Oh, Diddy, where's my birthday cake, Bedelia? I, if I had had enough time, I thought about it this morning, and I was like. I could make like a baked camembert and put like a number one candle in it. 
but I didn't have time. So it's in my head. My thoughts are with you. No, oh, thanks. <laughs> I think you have thoughts and prayers, huh? Thoughts and prayers Yeah, for you. great. Thanks. That's... For everyone who stuck it out for a whole year. Thank <laughs> yeah. you so much. True story. It's a I miracle. I have been doing this Oh, and year. one of our other lovely people who listen to what? us and, and participates on the, the, the Facebook group Go has on. now joined the 50s club. So, happy birthday, oh, Caroline. Happy birthday. Welcome to <laughs> the rest of... We won't sing to you no, no, because no. you've been through enough. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, she's made it 50 years. Yeah. And she's done That's why I say well. you've yeah. been through enough. <laughs> yeah, man. But yes, so. That's ha- awesome. Uh, oh, I hope that you've got something special planned. I was going to say have a big party, but that's not appropriate at the moment. No. no. Do something cool. Oh, I'm sure she will. And and if nothing else, her sister will torment her unmercifully. So that it's always something that 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 helps on birthdays. Something to look forward it to. It is. It is. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of like when my sisters send me the notes and go, "God, you're getting old." And it's I mean, like, you are. But I the last time my middle sister had her birthday, I sent her a, a note and said, "You're catching up." You are not that it's, far behind me now. That's not how math works. I don't know a lot about it, but I know that. Shh, leave me think it does, okay? <laughs> <laughs> I like the way my math works in this case. Okay, sure, 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 yeah, sure, yeah, sure, yeah, sure. yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, uh-huh. what are we on about today? Disappearances. Kind of like the past fortnight for us. <laughs> oh, you guys. How we disappeared. <laughs> I got my wisdom teeth out and then like... This is so gross and so TMI, but there was so much swelling that it led to like my, I haven't even told you this. Mm -hmm. It led to, because this, this side in particular was so swollen, Mm -hmm. it like made my like gum and cheek ulcerate, which led to more swelling and more pain. Like I couldn't talk for at least a week and a half. Like I sounded like my mouth was stuffed with cotton (laughs) or a sock. You were a cotton mather. (laughs) Never mind. I just don't. Just keep going with I your don't story. Know where to go with that. <laughs> just keep going because I didn't have the energy to hunt a witch. <laughs> That's sad. And I'd rather be the witch. It's so sad. <laughs> oh. Truly, I felt like somebody had like a voodoo doll of me and was just punching it in the face. Mm. And then you bloody went away for a, well, a week. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you couldn't talk. God. We couldn't do this. So I mean, what what was the point? I needed go a ho- on holiday. I needed a holiday How away. Could you? It was really really simple. Okay, cool. <laughs> God. Well, now we're back. Now we're back. Back again. Yeah, to where we belong. Is that how that Shady's goes? Shady's back. Oh. Tell a friend. Guess who's back? Guess who's back? Oh, is it? That's <laughs> this is that Eminem and Eminem and Eminem and Eminem person, isn't it? Oh, don't pretend you didn't know. Don't pretend that you did not have to hear I did the Marshall to. Mathers LP on repeat when I was 14. Yeah. There, are there some, was a lot. A lot. Of that. Of that. There, yeah. There's, there's, yeah. Mm-hmm. there's a lot of trauma that I still have to work through that. There's a lot to unpack there. <laughs> yes, there is. That and the shaggies and the Snoop Doggies <laughs> and the, yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. Mm-mm-mm. <laughs> Yikes. Horrible. Just furthered your musical horizons. That's all. 
That's not what I would call it, but okay, we'll go with that. That's what I'm going to call it. Okay, we'll go with that. Okay. Well, um, <laughs> is your disappearance a downer or is it fun? Um, my, mine's probably a lot more fun than yours because you have that creepy look in your face. That's just my face. Trace. No, this is this is more creepier than oh, yeah. God. This is so you're 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 going to be depressing, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, goody. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> I apologize in advance to everyone. Okay. Do you want to go ahead and creep me out and then and then we can... Mine's end? not creepy. I tried to find one that was creepy. Mine's just... Depressing. Anyway, Fayetteville, West Virginia... Oh, dear. ...is most well-known as being the site of the New River Gorge Bridge, which Newest is... Newest National Park. Yes. I was about to say, it's so timely for a couple of reasons, but because the National Park has mm -hmm. just been... Yeah, finally. De developed? Is that what? Or That's, christened? You I don't, don't know. Christen an, I mean, no, it's just do, been added on to the, the not registry. In the official way. Yeah. It's officially a national park. You can coffee me while you're at it. Okay. Um, anyway, so the New River Gorge Bridge is one of the longest and highest steel arch bridges in the world. Uh -huh. I used to drive over it every time I drove to uni from your house uh -huh. when you lived in North Carolina. Yep. Um, and it always creeped me out a little. <laughs> it's like, it's unnerving to me. Yeah, it's one of those, what if something fails and, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Bridges in West Virginia, they have a habit they of doing that. They have a habit of doing that, yes. And I'm, it's not I can't a big... wait till we can talk about Mothman. Oh my God. <laughs> okay. Okay. Anyway, Fayetteville's also, though, where a very mysterious disappearances occurred. <laughs> Okay. And for nearly 40 years, there was a billboard pleading for information right there for anyone driving through town to see and be reminded of the Sodder children and their fate. Okay. Um, did, did you ever hear about I, this? Because I know you grew up no, near... I, no, I... Like, I, in the vicinity of this area. I do not recall okay. this, but I'm sure the, the, the more you talk, if I've heard of it, it'll... Uh, it'll pop up in your memory. And it'll come bubbling to the top. Um, yes. Ugh, this one's really sad. Okay, go ahead. But it's also fascinating, and I actually can't wait to hear everyone's thoughts on this. Okay. So I want to hear your theories. I want to hear what you think. Okay. This isn't a door number two situation. Okay. It's like a well, what the fuck situation. Uh, okay, a legit one. Okay. Um. So here's what we know. Mm-hmm. These be the facts. Christmas Eve of 1945, and the Sauter family, which is George, Jenny, and nine of their ten children. Wow. Uh-huh. Okay. You have to think that towards the end, she just sneezed and was like, what? Mm -hmm. There's another. Um, they were all at home. One son was not there as he was in the army serving in World War II. Okay. Um... The family's eldest daughter, Marion, had given her siblings gifts, and the children had arranged with their parents to stay up later than normal so that they could continue to play. Okay. This was around 10 p.m. when Jenny and George went to bed for the night, telling the children that they could stay up. They had a list of chores they had to do before bed, though. Turn off the lights, draw the curtains, lock the door. Right. At 12.30 a.m., so now we're on to Christmas morning, uh -huh. Jenny was woken up by the family's phone ringing. 
drags herself out of bed and goes to answer it, only to find that it's a woman whose voice she didn't recognize, asking for someone whose name she also had never heard. The woman sounded like she was at a party or a bar, sounds of glasses clinking, talking, laughing, that sort of thing in the background. Um, the woman laughed and then hung up the phone. Okay. Jenny said it was like a, a strange laugh. It was weird. Right. And then she hung up the phone. Jenny went back to bed, but before she went back to bed, she noticed that all the lights were still on in the house and the curtains were still open and the front door was unlocked. Jenny locked it, shut the curtains, turned off the lights before going back to bed. Sometime around one, so this is only 30 minutes later. Right. She's woken again, this time to the sound of something hitting the roof and then rolling. And, like, there was a really bad storm here a few years ago, a lot of years ago now, and... um. I was next door at the neighbors having a wine, and it was mm. like uh, 200k an hour winds. Right. Like, it was ferocious. And I remember sitting at her table and hearing her roof tiles starting to come off. Ooh. And you hear like this, doof, 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 doof. <laughs> it's right. like they're yeah. like tumbling across the roof. And that's kind of what I think she probably heard. Okay. Something similar, Something like a bang, similar. then like a doof, doof, doof mm-hmm. type of sound. Super descriptive there. It was. Yeah, thank you. I Nicely mean, you're done. welcome. Yeah, Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nicely done. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so she went back to sleep. I don't know why. Like, I wouldn't go back to sleep after that, but maybe I would. I love my sleep. A short while later, she woke up to the smell of smoke and noticed that a fire had started in the home. The family obviously needed to escape. Mm-hmm. George, Jenny, and four of their children two-year-old Sylvia, George Jr., who was 16, Marion, who was 17, and John, who was 23, made it out. Mm -hmm. George noticed that five were missing and went back into the house for the rest of his children. Mm -hmm. However, his path was blocked as the staircase was on fire. The children were all presumably asleep upstairs in the attic rooms. Right. Um, He had to come back out of the house and try to find another way in. He attempted to break windows to get in that way, but it was too smoky, and he cut himself quite badly Mm -hmm. on his arm. He went to search for the ladder that he always kept propped up against the house. Right. But it was gone. He had two coal trucks, Mm -hmm. and he thought that if he could drive one of those up next to the house, he could climb in and rescue his children. Right. Neither truck would start, despite having been working perfectly. The day before. Okay, this is just getting creepier and creepier. No alternative way into the house at this stage. Right. Um, Around this time, George and Jenny's daughter, Marion, ran to a neighbor's home to use their phone to call the fire department because Mm -hmm. obviously she couldn't get to her family's phone. The phone operator didn't respond. So this is back in the day of picking Mm -hmm. up the phone and being, Operator, get me the Jones house. Right. And her just being like, Okay. Yeah. Um, finally, the fire chief, F.J. Morris, was woken after another neighbor had tried ringing from a bar nearby but found no response, so went to his home. Right. Okay. Um, 
he was woken up and he activated the call line, which is like a PTA telephone tree where one person calls another and then they call another and so on and so forth until the whole volunteer fire department is rounded up and ready to go. Um, the fire department was around two miles distance from the Sodder family home. The fire started at 1 a.m. Mm-hmm. You want to take a guess what time they turned up? About 4. 8 a.m. Oh, nice. Yeah. There wasn't Seven much left. hours later. Yeah. The fire itself had raged for 45 minutes, which is going to be important. Okay. 45 minutes was the max that this fire was going for. Okay. And by the time that the fire department arrived, the house had been destroyed. Okay. Five of the soldered children were presumed to be dead. They were Betty, who was five, Jenny, who was eight, and Lewis, who was nine. He was five days from his tenth birthday. Oh, God. Maurice, who was 14, and Martha, not Stuart, but I like it as a conspiracy theory, and she was 12. Mm-hmm. One of the firefighters also turned out to be Jenny's brother. Which is oh, like another yikes. like another level of yuck. Yeah. Okay. So they could really only search for the remains of the children. Mm-hmm. But this is where things get complicated and conspiracy e. Okay. <laughs> um, no trace of the five children was found. No bone fragments. No parts. No nothing. Nothing. It's as though they weren't there. Okay. just to clarify, I looked this up. Mm -hmm. Um, The temperature... I'm sure I'm on a list somewhere now. (laughs) My Google history. Yeah. (laughs) The temperature that's needed for cremation, like in a crematorium, Mm -hmm. is around 1,400 to 1,800 degrees Fahrenheit. And that takes about three hours. Mm -hmm. This will also leave recognizable bone fragments. I was going to say, but even in cremation, you still have... You get bone fragments. Yeah, there's still something. To cremate bones with no fragments, you'll need to have a fire that is consistently 2,000 degrees Fahrenheit or above for more than two hours. So there's no way that all of the bone fragments... So my Google search, what, how... How hot does a fire need to be to have no bone fragments? And then my next Google search was, how hot does the average house fire burn? (laughs) And the average house fire burns at a temperature of about 1100 degrees Fahrenheit. Okie dokie. No. (laughs) Which will not destroy most metals or things like stone. No. Or five whole ass people. No. It won't. Um, It's important to know as well that things like their appliances were found intact. Not warped, intact. So it obviously was not hot enough to have cremated the children. No. Okay, this is getting yuckier by the moment. Uh Uh-huh. Okay. The fire was determined to be caused by faulty wiring. Can you see where this falls down already? (sighs) Yeah. Yeah, I, uh uh-huh. Which is interesting because Jenny noted that the lights were all on when she answered the phone shortly before the fire. And because phones at that point, I mean, everything was hardwired. Yep. So. We're going to get to that. If the lights were on and the phone worked. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. We'll get to the phone. Uh. Um. 
So the lights were all on when she answered the phone shortly before the fire. Mm-hmm. And another thing is that the family's Christmas lights were all on when they evacuated the house. Yeah. Now, this wouldn't have been possible if it was an electrical fire. None of the electrics would have worked in the house. Well, it would have. Yeah, I mean, even with a Christmas tree light, it, with, with the light shorting. They wouldn't have been the, on. They would not have. I mean, it just. Everything would have been off. <sighs> the missing ladder was later found. Okay. On an embankment about 70 meters from the home, hidden. Um, another super gross detail is that nobody could smell the bodies burning. So yeah, I mean, and that's yeah. When like there's burning, yeah, I mean, you, you flesh. Can, there's a really distinct hair. odor. I mean, yeah, anybody yeah. who's ever used a curling iron knows that knows that burning that hair smell, smell. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, and that would have been noticeable even above the fire, but nobody that was there, none of the solders, none of their neighbors reported anything uh, of the sort. Okay. <clears throat> this, combined with the strange events of the night, led the solder family to question things and led them to believe that this was an intentional fire set to cover a kidnapping. You think? But why would anyone want to do this, I hear your brain braining? Yes, my brain is braining that. Who did he piss off? Or she piss off? Well, okay, so there's a laundry list. There, re- okay. there really is. Okay. George and Jenny Sauter were both immigrants from Italy. <gasps> In 45. Okay. Yep. Yep, I can see you where this... You pinged onto it straight away. I can see where this is going. They had both come to America separately as children. George, born George Sodu in Sardinia... Mm-hmm. came through Ellis Island in 1908, where his name was Anglicized. I didn't say that right. Anglicized, Anglicized. yes. Anglicized. I got tongue-tied. My mouth is still swollen, and I still have a hard time with, like, okay. some wording. Uh-huh. No, 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 truly. Like, okay. I've still got, like, <laughs> I have to swallow every couple seconds because it, like, fills up. It it's got gross. Englished. <laughs> it got, his name got Englished to solder. <laughs> Um, <laughs> when he was 13 years old, Jenny was born Jenny Cipriani mm. and came over when she was three. The pair later met when they were adults, married, mm-hmm. and settled in Fayetteville, West Virginia, mm-hmm. a town which at the time had a thriving and active Italian immigrant community. Still does. Does it still? Yes. Ah, I used to drive through it all the time, but yeah. I never stopped except occasionally for petrol mm-hmm. or like... Yeah. Something to eat. I, I believe in up in that, that general area is where you can get some of the world's best, what do they call them, pepperoni rolls. Oh, yes. yes. I remember those. It was like a delicacy in southern West Virginia. And it, and truly, there's a good reason, because they really are fabulous. They re- like, before I didn't eat meat, they were mm-hmm. delicious. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, so anyway. All right. Um. So, where am I? The Sauters were well regarded and had made many connections in the town. Uh-huh. Keep in mind that this is the 40s. Uh-huh. And this is World War II, yes. Yeah. George, in particular, was known to have strong opinions on many things. Uh oh. <laughs> many. Uh-huh. And he was not shy in sharing his opinions. Oh, God. Specifically, he was very vocal in his criticism of, and the fact that he was not okay with, Italian dictator Benito Mussolini. Okay. 
and made sure everyone knew that he didn't approve of Mussolini or his black shirts and their regime. Okay. So he was not a fan Which, like, of, of the Mussolini. I wouldn't think that would be a controversial opinion, but apparently it was. But, yeah, I mean... The man was a monster. But... But he made the trains run on time. He did. <laughs> and when I looked it up, I did like a little bit of looking things <coughs> up mm-hmm. about the timeline. Mm-hmm. This was around the height of Mussolini's support. Mm-hmm. Um, before the Italians were like, hold on a minute. Wait just a second. Mm-hmm. We loves our trains, but... Mm-hmm. But we think we've been tricked. Think maybe. Got a great education system out of it, though, with the whole Reggio Emilia movement. Well, and like I said, the trains. I mean, seriously, unless you're going to Milan, the trains are fabulous. <laughs> I mean, in Milan, you just have to prepare to do the Milano shuffle and hope to hell you can catch a train. But outside of that, yeah, trains are great. Old maid across the table from me lived in Italy for a year. Oh, <laughs> well, yeah, there's that. Anyway, okay, so he's he's bitching about Benito. Yes. Um, <laughs> George was known to have frequent heated discussions with other members of the local Italian community about his opinions on this particular matter. Ah. There had been warnings of a fire, very specifically a fire. A man who was temporarily employed to do hauling for George told him that the fuse box on the house was going to cause a fire. Um, which George, he didn't take any notice of it because he had just had the electrics checked. Right. He had just had all the wiring checked over by an electrician who said, it's fine. Like, they were like, no, this is good. Okay. And then this guy comes in and points at the fuse boxes and goes, now that's going to start a fire one day. Um, then about a month before the fire, an insurance salesman came by the house. Attempting to sell fire insurance. Okay, yeah. When George... uh, No. Mm -hmm. Okay. When George politely declined, the man flew into a rage and told him that, and this is a quote, your goddamn house is going to go up in smoke and your children are going to be destroyed. You're going to be paid for the dirty remarks you've been making about Mussolini. Oh, God. George brushed this off and decided not okay. to report it at the oh, time. Okay. But after the Christmas Eve fire, it took on a new meaning. Uh, suddenly, it meant something. Oh, my Suddenly, things God. are fitting together. Oh. Uh-huh. Okay. Um, then, <sighs> just before Christmas, he and the eldest sons all noticed a car parked just off off Highway 21, with a man intensely watching his children as they played after school. Which is weird. Yes. And gross, and I hate it. After the fire, George and Jenny bulldozed the site and planted flowers as a memorial garden to remember their missing children. Mm -hmm. And a coroner's inquest was held. Apparently there's a jury for these things. Mm -hmm. I didn't know that, but... One of the jurors for the inquest just happened to be our pro-fascist insurance salesman. The children were officially declared dead, and their death certificates were issued on December 30th of 1945. I wasn't laughing about that. I was laughing because I did a typo and said the hildren. <laughs> <laughs> but it was very obviously meant to be children, and okay. it's not funny. And, hmm. All right. Go on. No, no, no. I'm waiting. Okay. 
because I'm getting angrier and angrier. I can tell. <laughs> I can tell you've got your nose breathing. Yeah, it's just the level of stupid. And, mm -hmm. and mm. Later on, their telephone wire was found to have been cut by someone who had to have climbed more than 14 feet to do it. Hence ye old ladder what disappeared. And the sound of the roof. Oh, my God. Not quite the sound on the roof. Becky. There will be more about that. Hmm. Then came the sightings. A bus driver who was driving through Fayetteville on Christmas Eve night reported to have seen people throwing what they called fireballs onto the roof of the house. A woman who knew the family reported seeing the children in the back of a strange car during the fire. Another woman, who was a waitress at a diner about 50 miles away, to the mm -hmm. southeast, I think, later claimed to have served breakfast to five children on Christmas morning, and the adults with the children, two women and two men, reportedly did not let the children speak to her, and the car they were traveling in had Florida plates. Supposedly, they were spotted at a hotel in Charleston, South Carolina. The woman who checked them in claimed that the adults, two men, were hostile and speaking Italian. They'd driven in a car with Florida plates. They checked out and left the next day. There was a letter that arrived claiming that Martha was in a convent in St. Louis. St. Louis? St. Louis. Uh, I always get that mixed I up. Don't know. People, I, people pronounce it yeah. both ways. Okay, so Martha's in a convent. The others are in a car going to Florida, I guess. In the spring of 1946, Jenny was tending to the memorial garden and found in the melted snow a hard, round, dark green object that she thought was made of rubber. George identified this as a pineapple bomb. Mm -hmm. It didn't take much for the family to come to the conclusion that the children were very much still alive mm -hmm. and they were not going to stop looking. All of this was enough for the family to appeal to the FBI for help. Right, okay. Um, J. Edgar Hoover himself apparently saw fit <laughs> to personally respond to George's letter. Oh, God. Well, that's helpful. And he said that if local law enforcement would allow them, the FBI would investigate the fire and the deaths slash disappearances. However, their help was declined by Fayetteville Police and Fire. Yes, well, you'll have that. Hmm. Eventually, the Sodders hired a private detective named C.C. Tinsley. Tinsley set to work unraveling the case, and he heard rumors that F.J. Morris, the fire chief, mm -hmm. who confirmed that no remains had been found, had lied. That he had actually discovered what he called a heart in the ashes. Uh. He claimed to have chosen not to tell the family and instead to have buried it in a metal box at the scene. However, there remains the fact that no bone fragments were ever found. Yeah, no. And that yeah, a bone and wasn't not, there, the then why the actual not, fuck no, would a full no. recognizable heart have been no, found? an organ will not survive where bones were. Uh, yeah, yep, 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 yep. Okay. Tinsley convinced Morris to show him the spot. Mm-hmm. And together they disinterred this supposed heart. Mm-hmm. It was taken to a local funeral director who identified it as a beef liver, which had never even been burned. Yeah. 
So definitely was not in the fire. Definitely not part of the fire. Tinsley questioned Morris, and he eventually confessed that he had set the fake heart in a box in the hope that finding any remains at all would placate the Sodders and they would drop their investigation. They would shut up and go away. Okay. Yep. Yeah. That'd be the way things roll. Then, in 1949, the Sodders decided that they wanted a more thorough forensic examination of the scene of the fire. So um, they're still kind of open to the idea that maybe their children did perish. They just want to know what the hell they happened. They want to know what happened. Right. That's all. Exactly. So, they hired a pathologist from D.C. named Oscar Hunter. What was unearthed in the excavation was surprising. So before we go on, I want to know your theories. What do you think happened? Knowing what small towns Mm -hmm. can be like. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there was collusion. and, And the children, in all likelihood, did were kidnapped and taken probably... Probably to Florida, and probably set to work as maids and housekeepers and whatever. Um, and what I don't get is how did how did they get those five out and the other four? They were on different levels. Oh, okay, that was what I was wondering. Okay, yeah. so the five who disappeared were in the attic rooms, and the other four were, were elsewhere on the second Marian floor. Marion was. Um, she was asleep on the couch in the lounge. She had fallen asleep down there. Okay. Huh. But yeah. she got out, I think. Yeah. So, yeah. okay. So, yeah, I mean, it all falls to shit. I mean, there's no... And knowing the way that small towns work and the way that <clears throat> things happen in small towns, mm-hmm. um, if you know the right people in... You have make, enough favors to call in. Right, make the right get... arrangements. You can make people disappear. Yeah. And you can cause an immense amount of pain and, and torture to people that you don't like. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah. And these were very small towns. They were very much yeah. like that. Yeah. This area of the country still, it's, there it's, are still places like that. Yes, it's it's a very different world, uh-huh. even now. Um Oh, my God. I can't believe I never heard this story. I can't believe that you haven't either. When I first told you I was doing the Sodder Children, I assumed no. that you'd be like, don't do that. No, I, I honestly, <laughs> I, I can honestly say I do not ever remember hearing this, yeah, uh, which is probably bonks. just as well. <laughs> but do you think that it was potentially a case of we don't talk about that? Mm-hmm. We don't talk about that. We don't theorize about I, that. We I, don't, I think that that's, that's probably a lot of it. We don't call attention to the fact that we're talking about that. Right. No, you, you just, yeah, you accept what you've been told and you move on politely. Mm-hmm. Um, and the more dust you kick up and the louder you bitch and moan. The more likely your house is to The more likely it is that, that, that your fuse box is going to have a problem. I mean, that's just the way things rolled. And especially, I'm guessing, at that point in time. Not everybody could pop pop. It was even worse. Yeah. So, yeah, it's just, hmm. All right, so in 49. Yes. We've so, got, are you ready for what Oscar Hunter found? Yeah, this is what I'm curious about. There were coins, partially burned books, and four lumbar vertebrae. Okay. Mm-hmm. And where did he find th- He found this at the site. Okay. The memorial garden where the right. Sodders had bulldozed okay. the remains of their home. Right. 
These bone shards were sent to the Smithsonian for examination. Uh-huh. And here from smithsonianmag.com is what the examination revealed. And this whole next bit is directly from their website. So it's a full right. direct quote from here until I say it's not, mm-hmm. since I have just literally copied and pasted it. Right. The human bones consist of four lumbar vertebrae belonging to one individual. Individual. Mm-hmm. Since the transverse recesses are fused, the age of this individual at death would have been 16 or 17 years. The top limit of age should be about 22, since the centra, which normally fuse at 23, are still unfused. This okay. is why I did a quote. Okay. On this basis, the bones show greater skeletal maturation than one would expect for a 14-year-old boy, the eldest, the eldest child. solder child. Right. It is, however, possible, although not probable, for a boy of 14 and a half years to show 16 to 17 maturation. The vertebrae showed no evidence that they had been exposed to fire, the report said. It is very strange that no other bones were found in the allegedly careful evacuation of the basement of the house. Nothing that the house reportedly burned... Nothing... Noting, sorry. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Rewind. Noting that the house reportedly burned for only about half an hour or so, it is said that one would expect to find the full skeletons of the five children mm-hmm. rather than only four vertebrae. The bones, the report concluded, were most likely in the supply of dirt George used to fill the basement to create the, mor- the, mm-hmm. the, the, the memorial, memorial. Mm-hmm. for his children. Yeah. Because there's no way, I mean, if, if a house fire goes for half an hour. It's even, not going to destroy bone. In, yeah. I mean, and one thing that that I haven't mentioned so far, but I did find in my research, but I didn't think that it was necessarily going to make that big of a difference, and I could be very wrong about this, is that the basement was full of coal. Mm-hmm. The house collapsed into the basement. I guess that the embers Could stayed have, hot for a long time. That would have extended I, the fire, yeah. But but that they wouldn't. were able to pick through it at 8 a.m. Yeah, that's... And there's no way it was burning at 2,000 degrees. And you were able even to pick a, through it in four hours. Even at a lower temperature, the coals burning yeah. away... It's not going to destroy bone. Uh, no, I can't see where it would. Oh, Which is why I didn't really, I didn't yeah. put it in. But it is interesting that yeah, that, I that mean, is one explanation that people who think that the children perished in the fire, right. they say the house collapsed into the basement that was full of coal. Mm-hmm. It just simmered away. Yeah, I, yeah. I'm um, not buying that, but okay. No, no, no nobody's buying that. But Except I guess, for like two people on Reddit. Well, but that's also the uh, a thing that, you know, it's a good explanation in order to pat someone on the head and tell them, okay, we know what happened now. Mm, stop looking. Yeah, leave it alone. Yeah. The Smithsonian report garnered national attention and prompted the West Virginia legislature to hold two hearings about the matter. Mm-hmm. Oh, by the way, I'm off of the quote now. Yeah. I'm on to other things. Mm-hmm. The general gist of those hearings was, let it go, Elsa. Mm-hmm. The governor and police superintendent both told the Sodder that their case was hopeless. Mm. And they officially closed it. 
This led to the FBI jumping back in and deciding that it was a potential kidnapping, giving them jurisdiction on this. Right. However, after a few years of unsuccessfully following leads, they also dropped the case. Mm -hmm. George remained determined and traveled anywhere there was a lead. There was a newspaper once that had a photo of a child that he thought looked like one of his children in Manhattan. So he drove up to New York, knocked on this person's parents' door, Mm -hmm. and the parents turned him away. Obviously, like you would. He'd be like, this guy's crazy. Yeah. But he was absolutely determined to find out what happened to his children. Wow. In 1952, the Sodders purchased a billboard and placed it on the site of their former home, pleading for anyone who had information to come forward. Mm-hmm. They offered a reward of like $5,000. Yeah, which is a huge amount of money at that point in time. Yeah. I mean, well, it's nothing to sneeze at now, but yeah. But it was, yes, you know. Yes, it was a very, very big, yeah. That billboard stood until 1989. Wow. Another reason I'm surprised. I just, yeah. There was nothing for a long time. Then in 1968, Jenny received a letter. It was addressed to her and her only. And in it was a photo of a quite handsome. Like, mm-hmm. I've seen this photo. Mm-hmm. This guy. He was a he's looker. quite good looking. Yeah. Man with dark hair, a long straight nose, dark eyes, and a slight uplift on his left eyebrow. Mm-hmm. Who looked like he was in his 20s. On the back was a super creepy, cryptic, scrawled, handwritten note that read. Louis Sodder, I love Brother Frankie, little boys, A90132 or 35. A phone number? Potentially, I don't know. The letter was postmarked in Kentucky. Now, the photo does look like the photo of Louis mm-hmm. Sodder. Right. It's got, he's got the same eyebrow, right. he's, look, a lot of the features are the same, but also it's a black and white photo. <coughs> right, yeah, exactly. And so. I think you could put a photo of almost any right. person with dark hair and dark eyes and a long straight nose right. next hmm. to, and see a resemblance, like, right. you know, there's confirmation bias. Right. Um, you see what you expect to see. You do. Mm-hmm. But the Sodders again ran with this lead. Well, yeah, I mean... You would. (laughs) They immediately hired another private detective who traveled to Kentucky and was never heard from or seen by the Sodder family again. Oh, shit. Took the money and ran. Oh, man. George and Jenny updated their billboard with a new photo of the man who they now fully believed to be an adult Lewis Sodder. Mm Mm-hmm. Less than a year later... George died. And Jenny followed 20 years later in 1989, and that's when the billboard when finally, finally came took down. The billboard down. However, the investigation was continued by the remaining children and grandchildren. Mm-hmm. The last remaining Sauter child, Sylvia Sauter Paxton, continued to spread awareness and firmly believed that her siblings did not die in the fire that night. She was two. Right. And this fire is her first memories. Well, yeah, yeah, it would, yeah. It would be. Uh, yeah. Um, she continued to believe this for the rest of her life. 
Man. Sylvia went on to study at West Virginia Tech, and according mm. to the Charleston Gazette, she filled her children's lives with scotch tape and construction paper. <laughs> um, she was a keen gardener. She had a son and a daughter and two grandchildren. And she only just passed away on April 21st Aww. of this year. Man. And still no resolution. No resolution, which is the worst oh, part. It's that, yeah, it's and that she, just constant gray area of not knowing what happened. Right? Yeah. And she spent a considerable amount of time on, like, crime websites attempting to solve the mystery. Yeah. Looking for any Anything. information. Yeah. Man. Oh, man. So... Oh, that is. Just... I said it was sad. <laughs> yeah, but now it makes me want to to find out what. Happened. I know, right? <laughs> like I, awful, I want to you know, know what happened to I, these I kids. I really do, and I, I would really like to lay hands upon whoever was responsible and go. Gah! I know. I mean, that I don't. Kind... I think you'd do more than that. But yeah. oh, yeah, I would do more than that probably. Um, but oh my so god! So I want to know what. What do you guys think happened? Oh, yeah. I'm, I really, I know what I think happened. Yeah, I know what I think happened, but I would There's love to. There's all sorts of theories. There's got to be a way to, to, although record keeping at that point in time was not spectacular. Not the best. No. It's it not great. It was not great. No, no. I, I, I mean, I've spent more than my share of time digging around in the bottom of courthouses and, and sheriff's offices and yeah know, and trying to find documentation especially of a specific date or specific incidents i uh, yeah good luck and with that's that homie. what makes this so much harder what, and the fact that it is a small town and it is and very much a town where everybody knows everybody, everybody and, and they're all connected in all sorts of ways and there's exactly and it makes very it, specific alliances and, and you don't favors. ask certain questions of certain people because their cousin knows this person's cousin who knows that person's uncle and they're never going to tell you that their uncle was a bag of shit and did something terrible. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just not going to, they're not going to own that. Or if they do, your fuse box is going to go. Oh, yeah. If you, yeah, yeah. You're definitely looking at a fuse box incident. Situation. <laughs> Situation. Oh, my God. Okay, that was horrible, but it was also really, really intriguing. Right? That's, okay, I can live with that horrible. That, that uh, was... the, the thing that got me is when I found Sylvia's obit and read it and yeah. i didn't even read most of what i've written because it yeah. made me feel too sad yeah um but i just feel so sad for her that she never knew what happened yeah that, well that's the whole thing i mean it's just that that not knowing right what, you know what went on so so yeah. yeah yeah i yeah i can definitely I can see where that would be highly, highly. It would, it would be interesting. I would. Uh, that's something I would like to actually spend time on trying to figure out what the hell happened. I know, right? Oh God! See, Scooby Doo, why do you hand me these mysteries? Where's friggin' old man Crothers when you? Uh, that's I want to blame there it is, on. The thing is, there's an old man Crothers in this town that did it. Exactly. <laughs> I want to find me that old man Crothers. So the theory, the reigning theory, is that it was like the Sicilian mob, yeah. essentially, which is an easy scapegoat. Which in is any also situation not like this, but n- also not not entirely not implausible. Exactly, <laughs> not entirely out of the realm of possibility. Yeah. I mean, because remember, you know, we, 
I had the Italian uncle from Welch and that area. So, yeah, no, I mean, it, it's it's a possibility. I mean, you know, and I'm not saying that it's real, but it, but, it could. But the thing is that we both know that in these towns, uh, yeah, it might not be the official mob, but they've. Exactly, they've own... formed their own little mob. Yes, it's it, exactly. And, and all it takes is the fire department and the police department in the coroner's office to yeah, be we cousins can't... or brothers exactly. and say, "Hey, you need to fix this for me." Mm-hmm. And that's exactly and what happens. I think that 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 is the most reasonable explanation as to what happened. But mm-hmm. man, oh now I re- oh, damn it. Janet, <laughs> <laughs> now I really want to know. Uh, same. It's killing me. Okay, yet we have a new new mission in life. <laughs> so will we start our own, like, a separate, what happened to the Sodders? I'm just saying. <laughs> it's a legit thing for me at this point. That I, I could, I mean, it's, I honestly. It is bananas, and I want to know what other people think. Like, I, I really want to know what, I mean, if somebody's got a really good idea on how you right? would go about digging this up. Like, when you think about it, it seems like a door number two situation, but it's. No, this is, no, this isn't. Like, I mean, we but make on fun the of. Surface, on the surface, there was a house fire, and five kids disappeared, and the family thinks yeah. they were kidnapped by the Italian mob. Yeah. For disparaging Mussolini, like but, you'd be like, mm, lol. But actually, yeah, I don't think those kids died in the fire. I don't either. I really don't. I mean, this is one of those, you know, Aaron Brockovich situations where it's like, okay, yeah. where the hell is a good investigator when you need one? I know, right? Oh, dude. Okay, yeah. Hmm. Now I'm not going to be able to focus at all. I'm going to be thinking about it. <laughs> what the hell took so who called the house and what the hell took so long for the fire so there have been there there are reports but i can only find it on reddit so i didn't include it that the woman who rang the house was eventually tracked down and confirmed that it was actually a wrong number call but okay again we're talking about the days where an operator manually you have to understand back then you had party lines Yes. Okay. And operators manually connected and they, you to and you the had, line. And you had certain rings for your house. Mm-hmm. Okay, like two longs and one short. Mm-hmm. So if she answered the phone... To the wrong ring? No. Not not at midnight. No. She's not. No. I mean, and if she did pick it up just because it was getting on her last nerve, she would have picked it up and hung it up. Because that's what you did. Because that is what you did. You did not answer the phone that wasn't your ring. Unless you were, you know, a nosy Parker and just wanted to listen in on everybody else's conversations. Could you do that? If you picked up your phone and yeah, somebody you else hear, on yeah, your party was, line was it talking, It was a party line, yes. I mean, and you could break in and go, look, I need to use the phone. Drought. Yeah. Yeah, it, I mean. Man, no privacy back in oh, the day. Oh, hells no. I thought I Hen- had it bad not having my own phone line in the house as a kid. Hence the reason that everybody knew everybody else's business in a small town. They really did. And they truly, honest mm-hmm. to God, did. I mean, yeah, it, it, it was a thing. <laughs> so if their phone line was cut, how would that have affected the others on their party line? It wouldn't have. It would have just affected their phone. Okay. So, I mean, you know, because you... It's, so that still tracks the whole... Yeah. The daughter, Marion. Right. Going to the neighbor's house and being like, you need to call the police. Right, or exactly. call the fire department. Call the fire department. But, yeah, the fact that their phone line was cut. Okay, I mean, seriously, what kind of idiot doesn't see that there's something... I hate to use the word, but I'm going to nefarious 
I mean, you know, there was mm-hmm. something. There was something it's, up with that shit. It's oh, so weird. Yeah, see, now, now I just have to. And, you know, you can find, like, half-assed explanations of somebody was trying to take something and accidentally cut that, intending to cut the power. But... It just but, but doesn't the, track to but me. The, ladder the being, phone was working. Right, at midnight. Yeah. And then the ladder being gone? And the the vehicle's not working? Both of them. So you couldn't drive to even go and get help? You couldn't... You know, I mean... They ensured that there was nothing that could be done. And then finding the... Yes. Like, what George called a pineapple bomb. Yeah. Like a like, Molotov, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think it's like a specific... I'm going to Google this now. I should have done it when I did my research, but I didn't because Mm -hmm. my wisdom teeth. (laughs) (laughs) All your wisdom got pulled. (laughs) I wasn't wise anymore. Yeah. Oh, there's a cocktail called a pineapple bomb. (laughs) (laughs) It looks like a grenade. That's exactly what it is. That's what it looks like. Yeah. Well, that's what they used to call them were pineapples. Wouldn't it have exploded? Well, not if it was just, if it was left there just as a, we were here, you idiot, you did this. As I mean, a message. It just, I don't know, it just, none of it makes sense to no, me. No, it doesn't. It's so weird. <laughs> okay, so. Wow. Do you want to tell me about your disappearance? Yeah. How are we for time? We've got an hour before I really need to be leaving the house. Yeah, cause, yeah. All right. Okay. Well, this can this, we do it? Yeah, I think so. And this this won't take that long because it's kind of it, it was a loopy one, but mine is Percy Harrison Fawcett. I kind of <laughs> like the name. Okay, he's Percy he's, Harrison Fawcett. Please tell I know, me that he's the, English. Uh, no, he was American. Oh, I well, no, actually, he wasn't. He was born in England. You're okay, right. Good, because the name Percy just to me sounds it sounds Percy. very. So he is the man who tapped into the city of Zed. The what? City of Zed. Actually, Americans call it the city of Z, but yes. The city of Z. And where Uh is this? Because it sounds like the start of a zombie movie. Um, Well, there could be some of that. So now now bear in mind, most of this comes from adventurejournal.com. So a very reliable source. Right. Exactly. So, th- I mean, honestly, this is th- this was so crazy. And this is another one that I had never heard of this guy. But apparently, again, after I start looking, I find out there's been a movie made at some point. Is it a Nicolas Cage movie? I have no idea. No, I do not think it's a National Treasure situation. <laughs> Although there is parts of this that are reminiscent of National Treasure. Oh, my I God. Mean, go, thing, then. Go. Guy, I need to hear it. This guy covers all the good stuff. Okay. Did he so, steal the Declaration of Independence? Not that I'm aware of, but okay. he is possibly the best mustached man ever. <gasps> you have to look at his picture. Okay. He is just, yeah, you have got to Google this. Well, you talk, I'm Googling him. Is it Fawcett, F-A-W? Like, yes, okay. like Pharaoh. Yes. <laughs> that was where you were going. So, I mean, I can't believe I never really knew anything about him, but... Um, <coughs> excuse me. So Percy was born in England in 1867, and he had actually a very adventurous life. Um, he served in the military in Sri Lanka, and this is and this is so vague, but he was a spy in Morocco. And that's all you can find about it is he was a spy. 
No explanation of what kind of spying, <gasps> no nothing. Just that he was a spy. so cool. I know. So he, he, you know, so the boy's been in the military traveling around. He's a spy. So in 19... Oh, that mustache is big. what I said. He's got the best stash ever. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So in 1906, he takes a job to survey and map the border between Bolivia and Brazil. Okay. Okay, so it's up on the the western edge (gasps) of... He was played by Charlie Hunnam. Hunnam. Whatever, however you say his name, he's hot. Okay, so... He's on the, it's on the western edge of the Amazon jungle. Okay. So he was apparently successful with this little adventure and went on to make an amazing six more expeditions into the Amazon. Now, remember, this is 1906, between 1906 and I think it's like 1927 or something. That's, um. But he took six. That's a lot. Yeah, six expeditions and returned from them. That's a feat. That was something. So. He and his <laughs> he and his team found the source of the Heath River um, in the Madre de Dios region of Peru. The Madre de Dios. The Mother of God. I was about to say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's, it's a, a very like poetic yeah. name. I love it. So it's it. about thirty miles west of the Bolivian border, and he also mapped the Rio Verde, um, the Green River. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Got that. Gotcha. Okay. <laughs> um, excuse me. He was a copious journal journaler. Is that what you, the word you use for diarizer? Get them to no. The, no, that sounds like something you would find. Oh eight hundred. Oh oh eight. Oh oh nine. The diarizer. <laughs> With di- with diarying technology, oh, God. <laughs> God. But he was he was a copious journaler and letter writer. So, <laughs> yeah. Oh, he he in these journal entries and in these letters he describes these ginormous anacondas. <laughs> My anaconda don't want none unless you got. Fun, and this one's son. for you. Spiders okay. the size of chihuahuas. No. <laughs> when I no. saw that, I was like, no. oh, yeah. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. I don't think that the people listening know, but I once, maybe they do, maybe we've told this story. I once ac- accidentally <laughs> set our bathroom on fire. No, you created a, a flamethrower to kill a spider, let's be honest. <laughs> It's not a flamethrower if you light the wall on fire. Yes, well, when you spray hairspray and light it with a light. It's the crunch. <laughs> it's the crunch. I used to kill them with hairspray. And... God, it's so cruel. I hate myself for doing it. Oh, then, my God. <laughs> it wasn't me necessarily. I just neglected to mention the hairspray when my friend was like, oh, you just set them on fire, which is cruel and mm-hmm. horrible. Uh-huh. <laughs> And would never fly now. No, no, a flamethrower on a on a spider now is not a requirement. Oh, but yeah, when I saw the spiders the size of chihuahuas, I just had to just add that. No, just, no. just God, for you. my stomach is rolling <laughs> thinking about it. God, it's oh. terrifying. <laughs> so apparently, when he would return from his expeditions, he would tell all these these fabulous stories of his encounters and the sights and and it he was so, that person was, who goes traveling and then shows everyone their slideshow he yes everyone so hated much him. so that 
apparently his stories caught the ear of A.C. Doyle, who... Old mate A.C. Doyle. It is alleged by many people that uh, Conan Doyle used his stories to base the book The Lost World. What? That's, that's... That's the some theory. big time. Yeah, so apparently, I don't know what bar he was hanging in, but hanging I out in. I hang but, there, though. But apparently Conan Doyle heard some of these stories and went, hmm, wouldn't that make a lovely book? You know? <laughs> wouldn't it be lovely? There you go. So You guys are welcome. I've sung twice on this episode. <laughs> so, oh, it's such a gift. Oh, <laughs> We're back. So in 1925, um, his feet get itchy again. Or he got bored, or whatever. Who knows? He decided... Call of the wild wild jungle. (laughs) So he decided, after looking at some manuscripts supposedly written by conquistadors about Uh a lost city or civilization. Uh This is where that that, that whole... Is it a lost city of gold? It is. It could (gasps) have been. Is it? Is it? I don't know. Now my goal is to find the solder children and the lost city of Maybe gold. Maybe we'll find them in the lost city of gold. I bet you that's where they are. This could be. So Those he... Sicilians. <laughs> yeah, they went down there to get the gold. <laughs> they went for the gold. Oh, uh, and took the kids for labor. Okay, yeah, not good. Um, <laughs> so he estimated that it would be about a two-year-long expedition and left strict instructions that if he and his party, which consisted of his son Jack, his son's friend Raleigh, two Brazilian porters, I don't know why they included this, a couple of horses, eight mules, and two dogs. They have an exact number of this this party, this this jungle hunting party. Okay. But his instructions read that if if they all didn't walk back out of the jungle in two years... Don't come looking for us. Oh. So he said a date specific that, you know. Was he also trying to leave his job? I apparently. <laughs> You're giving <laughs> so, me some ideas. Yeah, exactly. I'm <laughs> so you were to assume that they were dead and, beca- and that it would be far too dangerous for anyone to come looking for them. Okay, okay, So, I mean, okay. this, these were his instructions. So, needless to say... He didn't come out of the jungle. They didn't come walking out of the jungle okay. in two years. And apparently... <clears throat> excuse me. Somewhere in the neighborhood of 100 search parties or rescue oh, so parties... instructions have, were not followed. ...were ignored. Um, okay. These, And there's been at least 100 of these search rescue parties i guess that went into the jungle down there and have died trying oh fun in in the attempt to recover these guys or find out what happened or recover the gold that these guys may have had on them who knows okay okay cool 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 so anyway this this whole thing with him going into the jungle and disappearing has has fed a whole crop of theories from Fawcett deciding to begin his own religious commune based around worshipping his son Jack. Here for it. Yeah. So Jack was apparently a demigod. I don't know. That's one of the theories. Um, there's also uh, the theory that uh, they were murdered by hostile tribesmen. Probably the most likely. Uh-huh. You uh, are but, in their space. But, but here's the thing. It, it's one of the tribes has held to the the 
fact, I guess, the belief system that, that yeah, okay, they may have been murdered by our tribe back in the day, but it was a mercy killing because they fell ill. They couldn't come out Probably of the jungle. and bloody just, spiders. Yeah, could have been. And so it was just a mercy killing to get rid of them. And, and, they, and then Fawcett was giving a, given an honorable burial um, and because apparently he also was one of the rare birds at that time that was respectful of the local tribes and really well apparently he actually did try to treat them with some dignity he didn't come in with the colonizing you know okay. um, european spirit okay okay, for Latin. okay, okay. And, and see i cleaned that up nicely <laughs> so, with that white people energy <laughs> see i didn't go there i i, I we all knew up. what you were saying i know you did i'm picking uh, up what you're throwing down <laughs> yeah. so some bones at some point some bones were recovered and <gasps> sent back to verify that Fawcett was actually dead but an independent bones still like around well an independent test proved that they were definitely not the bones of Percy Fawcett. How? I, because he had one son left alive, and the DNA did not match. So this was recently tested? Uh, apparently it has been. I mean, this was in the 20s, and these bones came back. I think it was in the 30s or 40s, and they had kept them. And then they did the DNA testing here recently. And oh, so, yeah. Okay. But the uh, like oh my I said, gosh, this is so the in, the indigenous people uh, are the Kalapalo, I believe. Um, that they've let's see now. I need to be sure I get this right. They have steadfastly maintained for all these years that Fawcett um, met with the tribal leaders um, and was everything was good. They had you know big feast. Um, permission to be there permission to be there always good okay. but the tribal leaders did warn them of some less friendly tribes on the other um, on the i think it was the eastern side like yeah they, it was over to like the they east don't appreciate yeah the, the people coming over and thinking yeah you that probably they don't just pillage yeah you don't want to go that way i mean you know you're cool to stay here we'll do what we can with you but you probably don't want to go over there because they don't like you um, but kind of with them. so naturally the warnings, yeah, the warnings were ignored <laughs> and they continued eastward. Well, yeah, I mean, come on, dude's going to do what a dude's going to do. <laughs> Tell me not to go there. Of course boys I'm going will be there. Boys. Exactly. Men so actually, I mean, nobody really does know what happened to him. Oh um, but what I loved was one of the best summations that I saw was, they were writing about how that they had gone eastward and no one ever saw them again. <laughs> and the guy says, so in reality, coming upon three white guys in the depth of the Amazon in the 1920s would have been noteworthy. So yeah. somebody somewhere would have in one of the, there somehow would be a story there would be a story. It. Exactly. <laughs> it would be noteworthy to any tribe, whether you killed them, ate them or ignored them. <laughs> Why not do all three? And and I just honestly, well, you can't really ignore them if you're going to eat them or kill them. You can ignore them after. You could ignore them after you had finally killed them and eaten them. Yeah. This is true. And then you would need the diarizer. <laughs> 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 oh, God. 
<laughs> so anyway, that, that I have to share with you this Jeffrey Dahmer meme I saw. Oh no! Uh, speaking of oh dear. Oh. <laughs> so anyway, that that is my wide swipe at at Mr. Fawcett. But yeah, that is it was, so interesting. It was it was unusual. I had just never heard of him to no. be honest. I no. Mean, so I mean, obviously, I'm not related to a South American tribe. I know that's a shocker. <laughs> I, I never would have guessed. Why you look so olive-skinned <laughs> yes. and and I love the jungle so much. And you are so good at being in hot, humid places. Yes. I love the jungle so much. You yes. guys, she's allergic to coffee. No. Yes. I'm allergic to coffee plants when they bloom. When I'm they not bloom allergic to, to make the coffee bean. I'm still saying you are allergic to coffee. No, I'm not. Your one true love hates you. No, it <laughs> loves me. Coffee loves me. It's those damn pretty white blooms that hate me. <laughs> I, I'm telling, it's coffee karma, man. It's it I, really I, is. I, You're murdered enough of their. I know their kindred. <laughs> they come back to get me. I know. <laughs> That's what your dad said when it first happened. He's like, see, this is coffee karma. This is what happens. You kill enough coffee beans, they rise. It's the rise, rise of the coffee. Exactly. It's like, it is I'm, plant Skynet. Exactly. I'm not worried about computers. It's the coffee beans that are going to get me. <laughs> God. Oh, Lordy. All right. Oh, God. All right. It'll be worth it, though. Yeah, true. It really will. And it will. Uh, okay. All right. That's, that's, that's everything. Yep. That's us, dude. <laughs> I believe. Um, if you want to listen to us, you can. Pretty much everywhere. Yeah. Yes. Um, also, email us your theories on... Oh, please. Everything. Please. Fawcett in the solders. Yes, please. Please. Um, on... Yeah, that happened... G- yeah, that happened <laughs> pod at gmail.com. Oh, can Dear you say it again because I was cackling, sorry. Uh, yeah, that happened pod at gmail.com. <laughs> okay. Cool. God. <laughs> I'll cut that out. Ugh, no, I won't. No, you I won't. won't. You'll leave it there. Because I'm too... I know. Because I don't edit this. Okay. <laughs> what you hear is what you get. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> you can also find us on Instagram at... Yeah, that happened pod. Twitter. At YTH podcast. And Facebook. At Yeah, that happened. And at the Yeah, that happened podcast group. And if you're listening to this, please join and like be active in it. <laughs> please <laughs> and thank you to everybody who's part of it and who's stuck with us for a whole year I like know, a whole year I what the what i don't i, I don't i don't know I, I feel like we should have done something to celebrate it yeah we should prob- we go get tattoos yeah okay i'm out of here <laughs> <laughs> okay well thanks for listening to, to all, all the, the worthless, worthless shit, shit we, we know, know. bye, bye. <laughs> 